it was kind of smiling. I said, you know, that's the difference between the engineering and the, the marketing aspect of it. What we didn't expect was that there would be lines and word would get out and people would tweet about this. And at the show, we would wrap it. We would very quickly run out of these wooden scopes. Welcome to Life Science Marketing Radio, the podcast where marketing leaders inside and outside the sciences share their creative ideas and practical approaches to increasing your marketing ROI. Here's your host, Chris Connor. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Happy to say that summer is finally here in Northern California, although I spent the weekend in San Diego at a water polo tournament and it was kind of cold and rainy down there. I'm sure you're busting out the violins wherever you are, but um, it's nice to be back up here. It's actually pretty warm. Today's episode is um, about a startup. It's focused on a startup and their marketing and branding, but what we're going to talk about is applicable to any company around telling its story in a way that connects back to customers from a trade show through to their website and so on. So I think you're going to enjoy it. I want to talk a little bit first, of course, about the ACPLS, my sponsor. The annual meeting is happening in Boston on October 25th through 27th, and there are so many great sessions this year. We have multiple tracks in addition to a handful of great keynotes. We have marketing track, a sales track, a leadership track. We have sessions on analytics, negotiation, account planning, managing your boss, all kinds of uh, great information. You should check it out. Go to acp-ls.org slash annual dash meeting. You can learn all about it there. And um, as always, we'll have the ever popular customer panel where you can ask real life science customers any question you want about how they want to be marketed to, how they want to be sold to, where they go to find information. Nothing is out of bounds. Uh, most always popular at, at these meetings. So that's it for that introduction. Let's get on with the show. Hello. Today I'm speaking with Eugene Cho. He's the founder and CEO of Echo Laboratories. Eugene, welcome to Life Science Marketing Radio. Hi, Chris. Pleasure to be here. All right. This is going to be a good one. Um, so first, uh, for the audience, tell me a little bit about Echo Labs and, and what you're trying to do there. Sure. So Echo Laboratories is a microscope company. A lot of us came from the sales industry. I personally worked for Nikon for over 10 years. And based on our assessment of the marketplace and where we saw a market opportunity, we've developed a new hybrid microscope. This is the world's first and only microscope that can easily convert between upright and inverted configurations for different applications. And we've also removed the eyepieces and replaced this with an iPad tablet to easily view, capture, and share images. Nice. So um, you were referred to me by Jeff Carmichael of Chroma Technologies. He's a friend of the show. He first pointed me um, to your wooden scope, which I found on your website in the YouTube video, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. And I found your company interesting for a few reasons. Um, and we met at ASCB last December, and I realized there's a lot going on in terms of telling your story and the whole experience you're creating for your customers and prospects, which is most of what I want to talk about today. Um, so 
you're a small startup with an innovative and I would say a, a really well differentiated product, but you still need to generate awareness and leads. Can you talk a little bit about how how you went about that? Sure. So because of our background in sales, obviously the first thing we turned to was our Rolodex with our connections to kind of spread the awareness and have check with early adopters. But in today's, um, in today's world, it's how do you get that out where you can get the opportunity? So we really focused on the design aspect. And what I mean by that is we, we put a lot of emphasis on the industrial design of our product, but also in our media. So from our website to our outgoing handout, so on and so forth. Um, I think that in the consumer industry, this is of you know top importance and priority. But sometimes in life science instruments, and you know the industry in general, despite being well funded, um, sometimes the emphasis on design and making things um, a little bit more forward or modern is is kind of overlooked. So with that regards, by emphasizing this and just by the nature of the product being so visual, it was able to um, stand out a little bit more and get noticed. So for example, we would give handouts um, at trade shows and you know, big publications such as Nature. Um, they found out about us and saw this and they actually helped us out by sponsoring a few uh, um, color page advertisements in their magazine, which we were absolutely thrilled with. Um, other aspects such as uh, innovation contests, so pitch contests um, as we were a startup, or uh, even kind of innovative products. We've won a few awards for having the most innovative products, which weren't even industry specific, but kind of really paying attention to the design for it so that you can present and also make um, your product and marketing material a little bit more appealing. Nice. So, uh, yeah, your, your product has definitely an interesting design why don't we um and i'll i'll link to to your website so people can get a look at it but describe for people what's different about your microscope i mean you already described the ipad interface which is fantastic but give people a sense of what this thing really does so the microscope industry today is building some amazing products however we're finding that the big four microscope manufacturers tend to emphasize most of their R&D onto the high-end imaging platforms. So, for example, these microscopes, um, keywords such as confocal microscopy, super resolution, high-speed live imaging, high content, these are all microscope instruments that are highly sophisticated um, and they can go in the price point of quarter million all the way even to a million dollars. If you walk around at trade shows, this is kind of the latest and greatest, and this is what these companies do extremely well. Um, it's a very capital-intensive area, but we saw that the core workhorse platform could use some improvement. Um, they've had some incremental changes, but nothing that really kind of leapfrogged or, or changed so much. So we thought and really focused, what can we do differently here? One of the problems is that microscopes, I mentioned earlier, exist in two separate configurations. So the upright is typically used for looking at glass slides. And the inverted microscope, so if you want to look at live samples or tissue, they're often in petri dishes or, or vessels uh, filled with liquid media. And because of this, they must be imaged from the bottom, so the optics are coming from the bottom. So this is the difference between upright and inverted microscopes, and they're really purchased based on application. We found that 71% of labs today actually own both. 
Despite sharing a lot of the similar optical components, we asked ourselves, how can we build one that can address both needs? Uh, the second problem that we targeted was kind of the usability of these microscopes. A lot of people like to say about how their products are easier to use. Um, you know, there's a lower learning curve, but when we coupled this with an iPad device, um, we leveraged the the retina display for the high resolution display, the wireless capabilities, but really also the touch interface, um, just simplifying the process. Um, there's certain things on our microscopes, you know, part of it is having to trim certain capabilities because there's a balance between offering every single capability in your software versus complexity. So what we did is we focused on what was very important and tried to create something that was very simple, easy to use, and elegant. Nice. So what I what I really like there is that you really focused in on um, a specific need and, and a pretty clear one for having the ability to go upright and inverted. So um, for people who haven't seen this, I'm going to link to, to the video, but um, the Revolve microscope does just what it says. You can actually flip the body of the scope so that you can view things from the top or the bottom. And it's, it's pretty seamless how it does that. So I like that. But the topic here, I mean, and I love this whole idea of design as a part of marketing. Um, but also what I think you guys are doing really well that I want to share with everyone is the whole experience around how you market this. So um, I came to ASCB and Jeff Huber, your sales director, gave me a demo of the scope. And then he left me with a packet that includes a kit to build the wooden scope. Um, that uses an iPhone, so kind of parallel to your iPad in the Revolve, to capture images through a small lens. And so describe a little bit for us the experience you are engineering at, at your trade show booth and beyond and how all that ties together. Sure. So this was a little bit of trial and error. I think that the the how this first started is, I myself, along with a couple of the guys on our team, have, have worked at more trade shows than we'd actually even like to um, admit. <laughs> and through that process, sometimes you know, you're giving out pens, T-shirts, USB thumb drives, all the common stuff that you'll find that you, know, you realize that customers often aren't too excited about. We wanted to design a wooden DIY build-it-yourself microscope that used your iPhone. Um, I had seen products like this before online, but we wanted something that was a little bit unique, that had focusing, that you know was able to use a phone that kind of encompassed the same spirit and showed people that you can, in fact, use this powerful handheld feature to, to capture these really cool images and you don't, you know, leveraging the cost of the phone, which not only the technology that's gone in there, but also the, the subscription contracts of service have really lowered the cost where you have these very powerful handheld devices for, for not much money in your, in your hand. So we went about and designed this, and I remember one of the, the funny things that uh, the engineer, so Anthony Beatty, um, who at the, at the period of time, my, my wife was in grad school. We had an extra room at our house. He was my roommate. We were building away in true start of fashion. Um, and so we had a couple versions of this and he was talking about, um, you know, should I, should I incorporate the directions and how are we going to mail out the direction? I said, you know, I w it was kind of smiling. I said, you know, that's the difference between the engineering and the, the marketing aspect of it. Here he was building this great wooden scope, but our part, if you look closely at the wooden scope at the bottom, it says 
Um, for instructions, please visit, and it has our website homepage. So by doing this, um, you know, they have this great wooden scope that they see a kid of, but it's just hard enough where I don't think many people, well, there's some smart people out there, but it'd be pretty difficult to assemble without going to our webpage and viewing a video. So that was kind of the hook, um, saying, look, we'll give this out to you. Can we scan your badge? Can we tell you about the microscope? Um, and here's your wooden scope. Um, that was the part that we put some careful thought into. What we didn't expect was that there would be lines and word would get out and people would tweet about this. And at the show, we would wrap it. We would very quickly run out of these wooden scopes. Um, we also didn't expect that people would blog about this. And then even larger high traffic blogs would republish this. And next thing you know, we have you know, 10,000 visits on our website. And, you know, we've sold thousands and tens of thousands of these wooden microscopes um, to multiple countries. Uh, we've partnered with companies such as Chroma. As a matter of fact, Jeff Carmichael and they came up and we did some co-branding and they purchased quite a bit and did some donations to some third world countries and those pictures were tweeted. And um, as much as I'd like to take credit and it feels good, it, it kind of grew on its own and you know we put it out there and it, it's been a tremendous, uh, tremendous outcome. Yeah, so I just think it's a... <clears throat> It's a really nice integrated experience um, from walking into your booth and, you know, getting you know, the tour of the Revolve and then being able to walk away with something that that's so relevant to what you do. And it's fun to use. Obviously, you know, your customers may or may not be taking that thing home and using it, but a lot of them have kids, but it, it it's going to be sticky. And... Um, and it it perfectly well you describe it uh how it reinforces the message you want to send to customers what do, what do you think it does in that area well i commented just a little bit about purposing the power of of the cell phone but it's it's just the repackaging and kind of the clever innovation and the forward thinking of um you know life sciences or imaging instruments um why not leverage what's currently out on the market and and use this to empower the users and make a better product? Yeah, so you've taken something that whether people have thought about using their phone, I mean, I'm sure everyone uses their iPhone or their iPad for taking pictures, but maybe hadn't thought about reframing that into let's take pictures of really small things and get incredible images and be able to manipulate them so easily um so overall you know how do you how has this helped you with your brand and and do you see it going somewhere else or what do you see happening i can say that it definitely helped to get the word out um our microscopes i think that showed our first few production runs were sold out even prior to us getting the parts so that was pretty exciting and our first year, we went over our expected projections. Uh, that put us in an interesting. That gave us an interesting message to tell investors when we were raising capital, and it became actually kind of one of the key metrics for the valuation of our company. I think that um, overall, the the word has gotten out, and you know, we we still have more work to get done. But uh, you know, I kind of sometimes joke around or or equate it to you know, uh, a band that has released a song. And we're very happy with kind of how this debut went. 
Um, and we're going to continue to grow off that. But, you know, the next question is, how do you follow that up with additional and how do you make that album? And that's something that we're, we're, we're hard at work at and we're very, very happy and excited about, you know, some of the things that we're working on today. That, uh, that's a beautiful analogy. I mean, uh, I really like that. How do you, how do you sustain the momentum and pull together an album that people are going to love as much as they love the, love the single. And I, I, other thing I like there is, um, you reinforce something that I've talked with Karen Cushman about, and who's a specialist in branding for life science startups and, and how important it is. And when you have that story and that, that thing that kicks you off and now what that's done and enabled you to do to go to investors and say, you know, we've told this story well enough through design and our clever marketing, um, that we've, you know, sold out our first run before we had all the parts. I mean, that, that, um, just goes to show that maybe a life science startup who isn't thinking so much about branding and really focused only on technology might be missing an opportunity. Right. Right. Well, I'm going to, um, like I said, I'm going to link to your site in this, in this podcast, in the notes. Is there anything else, um, I should link to a, a Twitter page or anywhere else people should go to connect with echo labs? Well, our website discover-echo.com is a great place to start. Um, for those who uh, are interested in connecting, I also have my LinkedIn page. It's uh, linkedin.com slash echo221. And um, we try to show at the major trade shows. It's been a very good reception. So for those in the life sciences industry, please feel free to stop by and hopefully we'll have one of these wooden scopes still available. Excellent. Well, Eugene Cho, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. I think that this is a fabulous story that people, you know, in any size life science company are going to appreciate, but certainly startups gives them a lot to think about the importance of putting together a good story and a, and a good experience for their customers when they're getting going. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Likewise. Take care. That's a great story about storytelling, isn't it? Uh, message there for startups, of course, is uh, branding and the story you're telling matters and it can matter in a big way like it did for Echo Laboratories. And if you're an established company, you know, think about creating that integrated experience that ties in with your company story so that the experience someone has from a trade show booth connects in some way to what you're doing on the web and really wraps your customer in that whole whole thing. If you uh, like this podcast, and I think you do because the numbers lately are exploding, um, we had a, a thousand downloads last month, which by big time podcasting standards isn't huge, but for this little podcast, really happy with that. So tell your colleagues, it sounds like you have been, so thank you very much for that. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. We have lots of great episodes coming up, and uh as one listener recently, one new subscriber told me she's plowing through the episodes one by one. Well, it's going to be really hard to catch up if you join later. So tell everybody right now, would you? And with that, I will talk to you in a couple more weeks. Have a good one. Bye-bye.